Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. So tell me, is this you? Do you look at the list of things you want to do with your money and just break out into a sweat, not knowing what to do first and when to do it? If you're shaking your head yes, know that you are so not alone. This is what makes money so interesting and so tricky at the same time. They call it personal finance for a reason. It's personal and one size does not fit all, but not to panic. Our guest today, Kennedy Reynolds from Acorns, is here to help you learn how to maximize your money to work for you instead of against you. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton-Gain, where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? 
or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. Some days I get to interview someone for this pod that I just really click with, and Kennedy was such a sweet surprise. She's just like me, really passionate about financial literacy and helping you realize that progress is so much better than perfection. And I use this word holistic a lot, but it's important to understand it. Holistic money wellness means your money decisions move you towards that vision you have in your head. For me, for example, I have always wanted to live somewhere tropical and I am super addicted to HGTV's Caribbean life. Have you seen it? <laughs> like I've embarrassingly watched all the episodes since March and now I'm re-watching them. I have a serious issue. <laughs> but that's my vision. That is essentially what I'm playing for. So Kennedy, she joined Acorns, that app that helps you grow your money. And now she's inspired by this year's frontline heroes and the families that have been persisting through pandemic birth stories. She is driving the launch of a new product called Acorns Early, the company's investment account for kids. Alongside her book, Grow Your Oak, she's developing creative ways to give financial access to everyone, beginning at birth. Thank you very much. <laughs> One of the best takeaways from this episode is the idea of making investing work for you and how you can do that. So if you're looking at your money and just not sure what action to take, this episode will soothe your soul. Hey, before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to give you one last chance to join my exclusive online live workshop on Wednesday, July 29th at 4 p.m. Pacific. It will be life-changing where I teach you how to create a money flow plan. You'll learn how to overcome money mindset blocks, what to do with a regular income, thank you very much, daily, weekly, and monthly money habits, and have access to my weekly money flow hangout session checklist, which is an easy way to check in on your money each week, set your goals, and keep your money flowing from a mindful place. This is the least expensive way to work with me. The workshop is only $59 for a limited time, and I have jammed it with over $500 worth of value. So head on over to bit.ly slash money flow plan, or check the link in the show notes to see more details and save yourself a seat. So obviously 2020, right? This, <laughs> this is quite a year. I, I feel like there's going to be so many different um, epic things that come out of 2020. And probably you've, you've only had to live through this time to, um, or I should say those of us who live through this time, we have, we have quite so many stories to tell. But I think, you know, 2020 has brought on so many different challenges for people. And, and money, of course, is, is always at the top of the list. And, you know, so much more right now. But I, I'm curious, this idea of moving forward with our money, knowing that at least for the foreseeable future, this is this is kind of our new normal. Like, how can we wrap our minds around that we can still make good money moves, even if, if this is the world we're living in for, for quite some time? Yeah. Yes. Um, I feel like both of us kind of chuckle at the mention of 2020 because it's kind of all you can do, right? We laugh so we don't right. cry. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's a good question. I think you know, we. I'm trying to think of it in three kind of very specific ways. So, the first being, um, don't panic. 
which, right. you know, I want to say that with as much sensitivity as possible, um, because there certainly are, you know, health concerns um, to, to be nervous and scared about right now. So, but on the financial front, I think we owe it to each other and ourselves to try to stay calm and understand that a couple of things. One, you know, when you look at the history of our our national economy, um, the U.S. stock market, and every single downturn in history has ended in an upturn. Every single one, you know, from the Great yeah. Depression forward. You look at that that graph, and despite some of those really scary moments that I'm sure, you know, you and I lived through, and other people listening have lived through, you know, you, you everyone, it's it's moving up and to the right. So, um, so I think if, you know, if we can remind each other and ourselves to stay calm and to, and to look at history, to try to separate some of the kind of fear mongering from fact, um, then you have an opportunity to kind of see what may come of this, see how you might find a way to kind of turn the lemons into lemonade. Um, you know, little things like, you know, automatically investing so that you're not paying attention every single day to the stock market and what it's doing and kind of emotionally writing those ups and downs, you know, just letting it kind of happen in the background. Um, and then I would say education, um, financial literacy, empowering yourself. I know that that's something that you're providing so effectively to your listeners. It, it's just, it, it, I think we see now more than ever the value of that, right? Yeah. You know, you you can tap into historical knowledge if you have it, but you can also just listen to podcasts like this. You can you can read, you can check out, you know, Grow from Acorns um, and get a lot of resources there. We have a beginner's guide to market turbulence. Um, but do whatever you can to educate and empower yourself. Knowledge is power. Um, so yeah, I, I think financial literacy is is probably first and foremost. It's the ultimate side hustle, actually. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. And I think another, when you were just talking, I brought up something in my mind that this is such an interesting time. And, and maybe it's not that much different than quote unquote normal life, but I'm really seeing from reflection from my podcast listeners, from friends, people I know, there's sort of two sides of the coin. There's those that that their jobs are still steady, they're still earning a great income, and now they're staying home and they have a lot more disposable income. And those on the flip side where it it really does feel like dire straits. Right. And it's these these two polar opposites that I see most people kind of operating in. And I think a lot of that is is bringing on even more fear within people. Oh, completely. Completely. And, you know, I have... I have three children at home, three young children, and I'm sure a lot of people are dealing with whether it's children or, or you know, other people that they take care of or, you know, I think that we're all kind of dealing with not only our own financial anxiety, but how do you, how do you kind of help the people around you understand this moment or, you know, help them stay calm through this moment as well or, you know, or start that conversation as early as possible. Listen, be vulnerable, right? Like this is this yeah. is something that we're that our family is going through right now. This is something the country and the world is going through right now, um, and and it has these economic, you know, impacts. And here's what that means. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. There are, there are a million ways that people and more that people are experiencing this, um, and that you know, and a million different economic impacts. But I think the thread among all of them 
is probably that we have this opportunity to kind of be vulnerable and have those conversations, start, you know, talk about those fears and anxieties, talk about, you know, what, what questions we have that we might've thought were, you know, silly or dumb questions before ask the questions, you know, what is the stock market? What is save? How do I budget? What, you know, what should I be, how, what should I save on? How can I save more at the grocery store? Ask all those questions and gain as much knowledge as you can. Um, I think, I think all of us, no matter what, you know, your situation, we all have an opportunity to, to kind of become financially wiser from this if we're just able to kind of be a little vulnerable. I love that a lot. I love the idea of being vulnerable. I think a lot of, a lot of us need to embrace that and recognize that not as a bad thing when we're talking about money, but something that certainly opens the doors to conversations, many conversations that we should have with family members or our spouse or a friend. I'm curious, uh, because you do have kids, for, for the listeners out there who have kids, do you use this as a time to really start having some of those money conversations with them to try and explain what's going on and maybe how they can learn from this time? Yeah. So mine are, um, mine are almost five, just turned three and just turned one. Um, and I think you know, I think if you'd asked me, you know, I didn't really know anything about children. I would like, my son was my first diaper, so I knew nothing. <laughs> I went into this totally blind. <laughs> Maybe that's a I, good thing, right? <laughs> I still have no idea what I'm doing. But, um, but anyway, you know, I, I think I would have said, oh, that's too young. You know, do you, what's a five-year-old going to know about, you know, going to know about money? What possible conversation could you have? But actually, you you really can you can you can start to talk about um, whether it's from what we were just talking about with kind of vulnerabilities and maybe some you know some anxieties or some conversations mommy you know mommy and daddy or mommy and partner are having um, you know we moved we moved across the country uh, a few months ago for my for my husband's job um, with the kids one of them you know a new baby he was starting a job a new job in where we live now in the travel industry and then the world shut down and no one's traveling oh, so no. you know so you can imagine yes. <laughs> kind of the you know kind of the um, the emotions in the household these days so your kids are gonna see that and they're you know they're gonna they're gonna feel that energy whatever age they are so I really I really have learned um, and what I didn't know before was that there, I don't think it's too early to start talking about what is money or, mm, yeah. you know, honestly, probably more importantly, what, like, what do you like to do? What do you love to do? Who, who do you want to be? And then kind of, you know, you set that vision with your children or they set it, you know, for you and you say, okay, well, let's talk about how we get there. And inevitably money is going to be a part of that journey, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think that it has to be, the, you know, let's talk about getting rich and let's talk, you know, I don't think it has to be right. about, you know, fear about money, but like what, you know, what's the vision? What, what do you want for your life? Or, you know, my son Forrest, what do you want for your birthday? And you kind of, you start to help your children understand that there's, you know, that this is a contributing factor to, um, to their overall wellness, their overall I, joy. I think that's great. I wish... I wish that I would have grown up thinking about money from that perspective. And I think that's just such a healthy way uh, to go about it. And and talking, you mentioned financial literacy, obviously something you're really passionate about, something I'm really passionate about. Yeah. And and from your perspective, what do you think needs to change so we can we can move money out from being this taboo topic to something that 
we can talk about, whether it's with our kids or our spouses or our friends or even with ourselves, like what sort of changes do you think needs to happen? Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. I'm sorry, but I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust. She is a mini golden mountain doodle, full of life, and I would do just about anything to keep her happy, healthy, and safe. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. Your pet is part of your family and you want to do the best for them. 
But vet bills can really add up. We jokingly keep telling Winnie she needs to get a job to pay for her vet bill. That's why you should check out pet insurance. And with ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customized accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping to ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independent American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer, is not engaged in the business of insurance. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use promo code ETM at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and enter code ETM at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash ETM. Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. Hey, we'll hop back into the episode after a success story from Pam and Zion. They say, hey, Shauna, we've been listening to your show for about six months and honestly listening while we're going to couples therapy. We were getting into these big fights about money. I, Pam, would get mad at what Zion was spending. And since I handle the money in our relationship, I started to hold a grudge. 
Zion felt out of control and embarrassed that he wasn't as good at handling money as I was, and then he would get totally pissed off that I was getting upset at these little things. We had no flow, no conversations, just a bunch of fights about stuff that now seems really meaningless. So we went to therapy and our therapist told us to find a book or podcast or TV show or something that we could both have conversations around money and open up a dialogue. So we found your show after looking through other money shows and started listening to episodes and talking about them every weekend. We'd share what we learned, what we liked, what scared us. We'd even look at it as a time to look up guests that were on the show, sign up for apps, you name it, we did it. After about a month in, we realized we were communicating over money in a real way for the very first time, and we had not had one single fight. Our therapist even noticed. We were able to talk talk about really tough stuff in session around money and realized why we were getting into fights. I never connected that my upbringing and us being super conservative around money was why I would get mad at Zion over little teeny stuff. I just had never processed any of that. Anyway, it's changed our lives in a real way, and I wanted to thank you. I know it was us that did the work, but you allowed us to think about things and to enter into a conversation with each other. If you are someone listening right now and you've been fighting with your partner over money, I'd suggest this approach. It was great to talk about what someone else said about money and use that as a way to have our own conversations. Thanks, Shauna. Really, honestly, thanks. Pam and Zion, that is a great success story. Thank you for your honesty first, because I know writing that and talking about those things are really hard. We certainly don't want to talk about having money fights with our partner, let alone having to go to therapy about it. But the reality is that, and I know this from my own therapist, is that most of the couples come into therapy. In fact, you don't even have to come in with your partner, but most people come in to fight either about sex or about money. Those are the two most talked about topics. So if you're going to therapy talking about either one of those topics, you're in a really good crowd (laughs) because I myself have been there. But I think this is great what you shared. and, And I love that the podcast then allowed you to have these conversations. And I'm sort of reading between the lines, but I think what ended up happening was that you were able to talk about money because I was talking about money. So you were more or less just commenting on what I said or what I guess said. And then that organically created this dialogue for you guys. So I just love that that happened. Thank you so much for sharing this. And look, when it comes to couples and money, you got to do whatever works. And fighting's not really a way to solve the problem. So if you're getting in fights, just think about what is it that you're actually fighting about? What is the source of that? Where does that come from? Think about your own money habits, your own money values. Think about your partners. Think about where those are coming from. And if you can diagnose what's underneath, you can usually stop those arguments from happening. So again, thank you so much for sharing. And I hope that encourages other couples to try the same thing. Don't you feel like if we could crack this one, we would? Oh, like- yeah, right. <laughs> Nobel <laughs> Peace Prize. This right? is it. Yes. I mean, on it, like you know, and I think even the fact that that we're laughing about it indicates that we're like as a culture, we're just not. We're doing something wrong. Um, exactly. So, I kind of I think a little bit about how 
we've made progress in weight being taboo and, you know, talking about weight and talking about, or, or, Mm, you know, physical health. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think one of the things I've seen evolve and part of this is, um, you know, one of my closest friends is, is a, um, nutritionist and I've learned a lot from her, but one of the things I've seen evolved is that we've kind of stopped talking about like the scale and weight. And we've started talking about health and wellness. We've started talking about how you feel and, you know, the things that bring you joy, the things that uplift you. Um, and so similar to kind of what we were just talking about with kids, I feel a little bit, you know, I hypothesize, that if we could do that a little better with money and, and financial literacy, um, then then I think we could find the same result. So if we start if if the goal were a little bit less about getting rich, you know, or less about um, being afraid of you know not having money, and more about your you know your destiny is yours, your future is yours. Um, and, and being about, you know, being financially well and empowered, then maybe that helps rebrand the whole thing a little bit um, so that it's a little less, you know, a, a box to check or like a thing to be afraid of because, oh, I don't know that much and I'm, you know, and I don't even know yeah. where to start. Um, or, you know, my goal isn't the same as their goal. So do I even need to get involved? Um, you know, I think that where we've kind of missed the mark a little bit is in treating it as a real treating, treating financial health and wellness as a real vital part of overall health and wellness. And, um, and it's, you know, it's hard to talk about it when it feels like this, you know, very specific thing that only certain people are experts in, but if we can really broaden it, you know? Yeah. I love that idea of (laughs) rebranding. It it needs a whole new branding package. (laughs) completely to, to yeah. move us. Yeah. And I, I, I say it, of course, laughing, but it, it is, it is very, very much true. I'm curious, did you, uh, growing up, did you have conversations around money or how'd you find your career moving in the direction of, of literally teaching about money? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best answer. <laughs> um, it's yeah. I, I my my parents are fantastic. I'm very lucky to have been in, born into the family I was. Um, but no, we did not have we did not have money conversations. Um, and I didn't, you know, to be totally honest with you, this is so embarrassing. But I I got my first job um, in an advertising agency out of out of grad school, and I wrote a check, and it bounced because I genuinely had no idea what that entire process meant. So, um, so I I was just completely, you know, in the dark and, and that's nobody, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's necessarily anybody's fault, but I think that we could be doing a much better job of educating, you know, people and, and everybody, right? Like here I am, I, I had, you know, I went to, um, I had a good education. I came out, went, you know, got a job, um, I, I consider myself pretty lucky for the way that I was born and the life that I was born, born into. And still, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. So you think about, you know, the way that that breaks down among different, um, you know, socioeconomic groups for in the sure. country. It's just like, we, we got to do better. Um, so no, I didn't have, I didn't have a lot of conversations as a kid. I think how I got here, um, I had had my son, uh, in 2015, September of 2015, and was coming back from maternity leave. Um, 
And I, uh, I had, I had worked with Noah Kerner, Acorn, the CEO at Acorns previously. And, and then he had joined Acorns and that was how I got introduced to Acorns. And I was like, no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm not going to do, no, 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 no. I, I'm a runner. You have the wrong person. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> like A, you, I know I wouldn't even know where to start. And B, um, you know, when I, when I like went to school for writing, I didn't picture myself writing about money. So, uh, and then I got, I just fell in love with the mission. I got so excited as a completely financially illiterate person who had just had a kid that I was supposed to like help grow into a financially empowered person or, you know, just a independent person. I was like, man, I am the audience. I am this customer. And, you know, if I'm going to spend my time, you know, some of my time away from my kids, I, I really want to do it for a mission like this to, uh, you know, to look after the financial best interests of the up and coming, like who's more up and coming than this little baby I'm trying to figure out what to do with. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of how I ended up there. And then I had a huge learning curve and was lucky to, you know, work for a company that was supportive of that and patient of that curve. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cra crash money course. Yes. Oh, totally. Totally. So investing, let's talk about that. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but, but I love that because it just shows that I think a lot of people think, I mean, hopefully no one that listens to this podcast, because you're obviously listening to this to learn about money, but a lot of people just feel like, oh my gosh, learning about money, like that is down on the chore list, like close to taking out the trash. Yep. I, I do not want to do that. And if we can show people that anybody can have the capacity to learn these skills, you don't have to be an expert or a math genius or anything like that, but how powerful these skills are in changing your life and like you said, changing your, your child's lives in really powerful ways that that has this whole ripple effect and it starts to become exciting if you can lean into that and, you know, away from the, the fear and dread of money. That's exactly it, right? I mean, I, I can't tell you how many customers we have and people we hear from. We, we, we send this a communication out after you've started with Acorns and just ask, kind of tell us your investing story. And people from, you know, 18 uh, to, you know, 98, I think, was um, our most recent kind of eldest customer, have these incredible stories um, of why they started investing. And, oh, I thought it was too late, you know, but then I realized I could just invest spare change, you know, or I, you know, found this article and I, I can't believe, you know, that it's this easy. And I did so I, I, we always talk about and we encourage people to start as soon as possible, to start as early as possible. I think, you know, you know the value of compounding and getting in the game, but like there's not, there's not, there's not a limit, like a minimum knowledge requirement. <laughs> there's, yes, you, you know, don't have to pass a test. Exactly. <laughs> there's no entry exam, you know, you just, um, just give yourself, believe in yourself, give yourself a chance to take that first step. And, um, and then just kind of get to know it, it and it, and it's baby steps. You know, you can start with spare change. You can start, um, with, with five bucks a day or a week or a month and just kind of learn as you go, uh, which I think is, is one of the coolest things about it. And, and for me it was a really valuable experience. Cause like I said, I knew nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I love the idea that you can start with, with spare change with small amounts, because again, I think investing traditionally we think about that's for wealthy people 
and and I know Acorns and lots of other companies and voices out there are really breaking down those stereotypes and those myths and saying that's absolutely not true. So what are some of the steps that you can take, especially now in this environment we're in, to make investing really work for you and push you forward? Yeah. I mean, I think that starting, um, like I said, just just you know, put your toe in the water, um, give yourself, believe in yourself, give yourself a chance to learn. Um, that, that would be kind of advice number one. And again, speaking from personal experience, you know, I think like almost anything else you do that ends up being worth it. There's a little bit of fear at the beginning, right? But just get started. Um, and you know, the, I like the idea of this question about like, how do you make your, you know, how do you make investing work for you? I really like that idea because we've kind of, and I'm going to go back to rebranding here. <laughs> it's, it's kind of how I, what I do. Um, we, I feel like we need to kind of rebrand the goal of money, you know, for the longest time, our kind of cultural collective financial goal has been earning money, right? Like get the mm, job, yeah. get the paycheck. Earn um, more, earn more. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. More, more, more. And, and just like, like it ends there. Right. But I think we're really selling ourselves short because the goal should not just be to get the money. It should be to grow your money. So, you know, getting it is maybe part of the process, but once you've get it, once you've gotten it, what, you know, how do you grow it? Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's what we spend a lot of time thinking about at Acorns and what I know a lot of other brands think, think about too, is, you know, how, once you're, once you've got that paycheck, don't just like sit it in the checking account or the savings account to, you know, to gain dust. Um, how can you actually help it grow? So I think the, that kind of reframing your approach to money a little bit so that, so that the actual earning of it is really just part of the process and not the end goal um, is a big part of it. And, and that's actually been something that I've had to practice and work on too is like, okay, celebrate that moment. Celebrate that you got the job celebrate that, you know, you just got that paycheck in your hand and you get to go, you know, you get, you've got it and you can feel better about that. But then like, man, what an opportunity to put it to work. Mm, uh Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm curious what sort of messaging, I would imagine that probably Acorns, you're getting a lot of questions about, about the stock market, (laughs) the ebbs and flows of it. Should you be investing now? Should you not be investing now? What is, what is the general sentiment or, or or what sort of messaging would you tell someone who is a little fearful of, of what's going to happen? They they listen to the news, they're hearing all this negativity about the stock market. You know, how do you how do you continue to to put your money in and to invest and and detach a little bit from all that negativity that's out there? I mean, I think that the first thing that I do, the first thing that I recommend for anybody asking me this question is just look at history. You know, every single U.S. market downturn has ended in an upturn. Um, so first and foremost, try to tune out the noise, right? Like, you know, a lot of, a, a lot of that noise is designed to, to just create drive, be noisy, yes. <laughs> to be noisy um, and to keep you coming back. And so, so, you know, remember that, like, you know, ignore the clickbait a little bit. And just look at history. Every downturn in history isn't an upturn. Um, I think it's. I think that you know. Again, I'm just going to say financial education and financial literacy. I think the with anything. I mean, I can see this in my kids. 
you know, if my, if I try to get my daughter to jump in the pool, you know, without really helping her understand the value of learning how to swim or, you know, kind of wading her way in and helping her get comfortable with swimming, that's going to be pretty tough and probably again, again, scare her. Um, but if you can educate and empower yourself, um, and really give yourself confidence, like we work so hard to do, you know, with our financial literacy, um, then, then you've got a much better kind of emotional and psychological state going into the like inevitable ups and downs of the market. They're going to happen. So you just kind of have to educate yourself, empower yourself to know that they're coming. And then the third thing I would say is you don't, all of that said, you don't have to be an expert. Companies right. like Acorns, where you do, you don't have to be an export. You you can set up automatic investments. You can invest spare change in the background of life. Um, you can you know and, and and just let it happen. And with that education, you can kind of rest and know that um, that every downturn in history is ended in an upturn. So you don't have to necessarily go in there and like you know do stuff with your investments. Right? We're we're going to look out for you, and you can go you know kind of um, stay healthy and well, and and be focused on other areas of your life. And I know a lot of people are familiar with the idea of of spare change, spare change investing. But if you mm-hmm. can walk me through just quickly for those who might not be as familiar with it, when you say investing with spare change in the background, like what does that actually mean? Yeah. Thank you for asking. I, pro- I probably like say that in my head so much that it kind of has become <laughs> like second nature. I do the same thing. <laughs> like eat your vegetables, invest spare change. Right. <laughs> um, so we, so Acorns, you know, was started uh, kind of based on the on the concept of Roundups, which is our kind of flagship product prod, uh, product where you can invest spare change automatically from every purchase. So you link, you know, debit cards, credit cards, um, your bank, and you every time you spend on coffee, gas, groceries, we round up that purchase to the next dollar and automatically invest the spare change um, in in one of five portfolios. I won't get too much into the details, but those portfolios range from conservative to aggressive, depending on um, some basic profile questions we ask you to help you reach your financial goals long-term. So, I mean, I think on average right now, our customers invest about $29 per month just from spare change. Wow. Um, and you don't do anything. You right. know, I mean, I, I have it set up obviously with all of the cards that I use to spend. Um, and then with our debit card spend that, that investing happens in real time. So I think what we really have focused on is, you know, bringing the tools of wealth making to everyone and making them as accessible as possible, recognizing that particularly this year, people are just, we're just all so busy and so crazy. Um, the easier that we can make it for everyone, you know, to, to invest in their future, the better. And that's also why we, you know, we just launched a, um, a feature called smart deposit. So you can automatically invest a percentage of your paycheck, um, without even thinking about it. So, yeah. you know, every time your paycheck comes in, let's say five to 10%, you get to pick, um, just automatically gets invested for you. For somebody like me, that's really, that, that automation is really helpful. And then you can always put, you can always invest more, right? If if that's right. If you're that person, you're like, I, I want to do more. You you can invest more, but but this is a great way for it to be happening, sort of behind the scenes. And and one day you check your account balance, you're like, oh, I, d- I didn't know I had that much in there. That's right. Yeah, that's right. My my husband actually just did that the other day. Oh well, my gosh, look at what. I- <laughs> um, but that's a really good point. And and you know what's interesting is 
through the, uh, you know, when the pandemic really, you know, kind of, I hate to say started, but really started spreading um, back in March. Um, and, you know, the, the impacts on the economy were really being, uh, being felt. We saw an uptick in, um, in customer investing and customer engagement. Um, which was fascinating. And obviously we were doing a lot of education at the point of decision-making, you know, trying to help people understand um, some of the, you know, respond to questions that people had about, you know, some of the things you were just talking about around fear of the market and seeing those kind of wild fluctuations. But we, but we saw people doing what you said, which is investing more, taking advantage of, you know, stock, basically stocks on sale um, and really understanding that in the long term there's potentially an opportunity to really grow from this um so that 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 was kind of fascinating to see and, and encouraging you know you kind of look at that and go okay like what you know this maybe we can prevent some of what we saw you know in 2008 where there was a there was some more kind of um you know panic pulling out of the market maybe we can you know prevent some of that and help people kind of see some long-term gains from sticking with it Absolutely. And and I get asked this question all the time about, well, but I just don't have that much money to invest. Yeah. And, and that stops a lot of people. And I talk... I talk about, you know, being a detective in in your bank account and being able to look in there and spot opportunities to to save more money and then and then direct it towards things like investing or whatever your your goals might be. Mm-hmm. Um what are some some best practices that you talk about for for budgeting or or flowing your money that could really help you move move towards your goals of investing more or whatever your goals might be. Maybe it might be paying off debt or whatever it might be, but do you have any best practice tips for those sorts of things? I love flowing your money, by the way. Um, (laughs) I really do. I really appreciate that, that kind of phrase and the way that it makes, at least makes me feel, I'm sure makes some of your listeners feel as well, because I think that's what it is, right? It is, exactly. there is this life cycle um, of money and there is this flow of money. So anyway, you know, I think, I think that kind of going back to physical health, you know, it's really personal. Money is personal. So, and, and we don't necessarily treat it that way, but I really recommend thinking about what motivates you personally in other aspects of your life. You know, what, are you a goal oriented person? Um, are you somebody who appreciates a to-do list? Are you more comfortable with kind of you know, preset allocations. I have a friend who, you know, used to put in college would put money in envelopes. Um, but, but even outside of money, like what type, what motivates you? What's your love language? You know, think about thinking about things like that, I think can help you better understand what will motivate you with money. Um, as opposed to saying, okay, well, this is what this person does. And so I'm going to do it too. Um, and once you know what motivates you, is it, is it a vision board? You know, once you know what motivates you, then I think you're so much better equipped to, like you said, be that detective because now, you know, okay, I'm, you know, what motivates me is, is wanting to have a thousand dollars at the end of the year, um, in, you know, saved and invested. So I'm going to set these milestones along the way. But, but the first step I think is really, you know, understanding yourself and what's going to make this a more joyful process. Um, for me, it's, it's making it as easy as possible and then being able to kind of like you, like you said, kind of check in and see how it's doing. 
um, and be excited by that progress that kind of happened in the background of life because I took that, you know, little step six months ago. Um, that, that makes me feel like it's, I, I, I don't necessarily feel motivated by another thing I have to do, which is why I, you know, I appreciate that Acorns tries to make it so easy. Um, but I think that's really a big part of it is what, what motivates you personally in other aspects of your life. That's probably going to work for the way you handle money too. I think that's probably, (laughs) probably the biggest takeaway I would say from this episode is like, if you can really understand that we we've talked about so much off the top of your head from your own heart, are there one or two more things that, that you would give us as, as just like action steps to put into practice right now after this episode that we can really help our money work for us and not against us, particularly with everything that we're going through this year? Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Um, I, my first would be to establish your vision. Um, I just think that's so important and, and so motivating. Um, so, so whatever that is and however that comes to life, um, whether it's a vision board or, or writing down goals, establish your vision because like anything else, you know, the mission, your mission, you know, your vision, your purpose, I think will be the most motivating. And, um, and you will see how you, you will see how in establishing that, how money and your financial wellness can contribute to reaching it. Um, the second would be financial education and literacy. You know, I, I, I encourage everybody to check out Grow. I encourage everybody to listen to this podcast. You should be proud of yourself for listening to this. You should celebrate this moment that you took time out of your day to, to listen um, and, and learn and grow um, to all of your financial education. I just think it's like anything, you know, if we can educate ourselves, we can empower ourselves. So, um, so continue to do that. And then don't put it off, you know, um, start early, make it easy. You know, we've, we launched acorns early at an investment account for kids this year to, because, you know, why shouldn't you be able to invest in the child from birth? So start early and, and look for ways to make it as easy as possible so that, um, so that you don't have to, you know, make it something else that you, you know, are stressed out about, especially this year. Um, but, but get started, believe in yourself and get started. When I started investing in my early 20s, I did it without thinking. The money just came out of my bank account, flowed into my investing account. And before, I think it was about eight years, I had over $100,000 saved. It just, it felt like magic. And now there are so many great apps like Acorns to help make investing, saving, and growing your money even easier. And it's true, I will admit it, apps are not for everyone. So I always say, try a few out until you find one that gets you excited and really keeps you motivated. If you want to learn more about Acorns, head to acorns.com and check out the features that help you move closer to your vision. As always, we are changing the language around money on this show to make money approachable and to help you live the life you want to live. Now that you are inside our community, it's up to all of us to invite others in. So share this episode with someone that you know needs to hear these words. Invite them in so we can all talk about money in a new, fun, and fresh way. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review 
and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.